but it's a pleasure now to welcome to the programme Niall O'Callaghan, who's Vice Chairman of Evergreen. And they've made some serious strides in the club over the past couple of years, and only in the past week as well. Niall, happy Easter to you. Good afternoon. Happy Easter, Liam. How are you? Very good. Um, an investment by taxback.com was was announced during the week. Niall, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, um, a very welcome investment. Um, and and Terry, Terry Clune contacted us in, within the last fortnight only, out of the blue, and um, said he'd like to help with the club. He had seen what we were doing out there, and he passes by maybe four or five times a day. He lives on the Kells Road and, mm. and sees the work going on out there. McKennessy and his team and all of us I suppose on the committee and he, he made a phone call to say he'd like to help out and I met him and discussed our plans for the next five or ten years and he, he said he'd like to help with um, one of the projects which we're hoping to do we had plans to build a seven aside Astro and um, I suppose now with tax backs help we're going to upgrade that to a full size Astro it's, it's brilliant, Niall, and I mean, uh, Taxback sponsor our own text number here, so they're becoming a very, very big company, but they're not forgetting the local routes. No, no, and and it's, it's nice, like, when a company like that, it, I suppose, from their perspective, they might not get much back. They're so big, and they're all over the world mm. now. It's just, it's out of generosity and goodwill, and, and it is it is nice to have somebody like that in our locality that can help clubs and radio stations and all of that exactly and I Niall once you mentioned the word AstroTurf pitches or any sort of pitch lads ears right around the county their ears perk up with excitement I mean that's that's going to really generate a lot of interest out there I'm sure yeah um, I suppose if we go back a little bit 20 years ago we we had four pitches grass pitches and it took a long time to develop you know develop them mm-hmm. there's work goes into them inch by inch bit by bit and in 2015, we knew the numbers were getting big, and it's difficult in the winter to train teams. Like, you need floodlights and you need astroturf because you cut up a lot of the grass pitches. So we went and built our first astro pitch in 2015. But that has that has kind of, I what would you say, spring, it's been a springboard nearly for more um, kids coming in and adults before adult teams now and 40. I think we're up to 45 or 46 underage teams. So. Um, and the Astro has a lot to do with that because you can train it's all weather and as by name and nature and you don't you don't need to call off training sessions if it's very wet or if, or if it's you know frosty or whatever the pitch is always playable and the kids and adults love playing on Astro it's, it's you know you're not getting hooked up you don't need to go in for showers after it you come out you train it's under floodlights good, good lighting not like the old halogens we used to have mm. years ago and yeah, you get very high numbers at training, and and that's just been, I suppose, a springboard for the next Astro. Now we've just noticed we we're struggling to get everyone training times at at decent hours. We're up there till ten o'clock at night a lot of the time, and that's what put this second Astro idea into our heads. Mm. And we've about eight hundred eight hundred playing members now, which is massive. Yeah, and, and I mean, Niall, it's it's growing uh, from all age groups and all genders as well. It's a, it's a, it's almost like a hot spot for soccer in Kilkenny Evergreen. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's, it's great. Um, biggest sector we've seen growth in the boys are inching up every year. I suppose with small numbers, but the girls is is booming. It's mm. it's doubling nearly. And um, we've three girls teams now at each of the age groups 10, 12, 14, 16 and I suppose traditionally we would have seen a, a big drop off with girls 
from secondary school, 13 years of age, you'd do well to get a girls under 14 team together, under 16 over the years. And now we've three teams at those age groups and that's great to see and you would hope that over the next five years that those under 16 girls would stay playing with the club through their college years and we might have a women's team which would be something to look forward to Yeah and I think having these facilities as well it's a huge boost in that regard because the more pitches that are you know known to the general public and to girls and boys in the county the more likely they are to you know pop out there and say can I play for a team or can I come training with you I mean once they see their space there they're probably more likely to come that's it, and a lot of the girls teams, Loretto, have had a lot of success with their girls' soccer team over the years, and Barry O'Neill is in there doing good work, and then the girls come out and play with Evergreen. But they would use the pitch, and the schools, and Cairns, and the other schools would use um, Evergreen's pitch during during the winter when they, they might have a match in, in Leinster, let's say, and they would use it, and then they see what it's like, and the kids, the kids like what's out there, and they come, they join the club then, and that, well, the pitch is like a magnet. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And and yeah. it's a terrific story, Niall, because, I mean, it, it's progress in the past week, but in, let's say, the last five years, the progress in this regard has also been made. So the club itself, facility-wise, is con- it's continuously growing. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the credit for that has to go to Mick Hennessy and his team out there. Mick, if anyone passes the road there Monday to Friday from 10 o'clock on, Mick is there with two, two and three guys and they're cutting pitches mowing mowing pitches and verges and trimming hedges and and maintaining everything. The Astro itself gets maintained once a week and, you know, with a drag brush and there's a lot of work goes into maintaining four four pitches and the facilities that are out there. So um and people see that. I think they see the work when, when they come out on a Saturday morning for the Academy and the young kids they can have a cup of coffee and they see the progress and at the minute we're Midway through a stand on astro, on the first Astro pitch, um, and COVID kind of um, put a bit of a halt on that. But it, the steel is made, and it'll it'll be erected probably, I'd say maybe next month, next three or four weeks when construction starts back. That will that will be nice. People will be able to sit there on a Saturday morning and watch the kids playing, have a cup of coffee, and and they're in the shelter. Um, and that project was was in in train when when COVID came, and now we'll move on this summer now with. Astro 2. Mm. And the great work you're doing out there hasn't gone unnoticed by the FAI? No, um, that's correct. Um, Will Kinson, the local development officer in the FAI, um, prompted us um, early, well, I suppose maybe end of last year, earlier this year, to go for this FAI Clubmark Award, which recognises club management, governance, um, Facilities. There's five facets to it, but facilities come into it as well: training and and safeguarding and well child welfare. Mm. So they asked us, would we? They thought we were in a, a good position to go for the award. I suppose it's like an audit of the club or, or a quality mark, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went for it, and we we succeeded in achieving the FAI Club Mark Award earlier. Well, I suppose about a month ago now, and that's nice to have. And um, it's, it's a good stamp and that, uh, you know, when sponsors are looking at things, that answers a lot of their questions in terms of governance and management of the club. Um, a lot of questions get answered because if you've gone through the process with the FBI of getting your Submark award, you've, you're obviously in good, in good, in good shape. Yeah, and it's it's great to get the recognition as well because there's a lot of people out there, I'm sure, doing a lot of hard work that goes unnoticed maybe by the general public. That's, that's true. Like any club, GA club, soccer club, or, you know, basketball, 
there's people in the background with all these clubs and, and get very little thanks mm. um, but these, these awards are, are nice to get to recognise a bit of that um, A brilliant week Niall as we've touched on but it's still a very tough time hopefully we're starting to see some light with vaccines but in terms of kids and uh, older people going out to, to play a bit of soccer it's been a really tough year and uh, not as much activity as kids would want so no doubt they're chomping at the bit to get back they are. Um, we came back in August, September, and we had three or four months there, and we never saw higher numbers than what we saw in the autumn out there. We were training in pods of 15, and we didn't have matches after September, I think, to stop the matches, but we actually doubled our training times to replace the matches, and the kids were coming out instead of maybe on a Wednesday. They would come Wednesday and Friday, and they were all coming out. We weren't too sure whether they'd come the second night, but all all kids were coming out and really enjoying the training so that's what we would hope to get back to at the end of this month now that we'd have we'll have that for april may and june i think we'll run into june and then take break for the summer and hopefully we'll be back to our additional season at the end of august start of september again yeah and i'd imagine like everything else in society it might take a little while to get used to once we do go back to to soccer and other sports it'll be it'll be bizarre in one way because it's been such an unusual 12 months yeah, it's been very stop-start. Um, so we stopped in March last year, um, pretty much this time last year, and it was gone for a long time, and then it came back, as I said, in September, and and, and it was very enjoyable. Did, I think the jump from not playing at all up to training is is a big jump relative to going from training up to matches. Yeah. You know, so um, getting back training is a big thing for all the kids. Meet their friends back out there a bit of exercise and, and it's good for the headspace for all of them so we're looking forward to it Very much so is there anything else in the pipeline Niall in the foreseeable future for Evergreen do you know? Yeah um, we're always planning ahead short term and long term but overall we'd like to get this project finished this year and we do have our long term plan is to get a permanent clubhouse out there um, with dressing rooms and all of that that'll take mm. a bit of time and fundraising and, and that but that that will be our, our plan out there is to get a, a, a nice clubhouse we mightn't have the fancy bars that were there during the Celtic Tiger we, we get we get there somehow <laughs> yeah I think we're a bit away from going back we're to the traditional away. bar we don't but want look. to go to that <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. would look it's all going in the right direction yeah. Niall uh, yeah. I really appreciate you taking the call hopefully I didn't I disturb your, your Easter dinner too much but uh, uh, thanks I'm a lot for joining us and we wish you well and if there's anything we can do for you in the future just give us a buzz Thanks very much. Steve. No problem. Niall, thanks no, a lot. That was Niall O'Calla and their vice chairman out in Evergreen and they're a club going in the, in the right direction in terms of facilities, in terms of player numbers and on the pitch as well as soon as we get back to playing soccer and hopefully that's not too far away.